Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. And let's pray. Father, we're so... We're so grateful to be here today, Lord, again, because of what we were through the last few years, we will never, ever take for granted to being able to worship as a body of Christ, as a fellowship of believers. Lord, we're thankful for your word. We know everyone has something different they're going to face this week. May we look to the future that we have hope for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to continue this series and on and off through Revelation and also different parts of the Bible about the angels that are revelation angels. In other words, you ever think, what does an angel actually do? We talked about that in the other series a little bit. But before we get there, I know you're feeling the way I am about where we're at in society. You feel like there's this... There's this cloud that keeps kind of rolling in of evil. And, and it just seems like every week, it just pushes in a little bit more. And we're wondering, like, where, where is this going to stop? And I really believe that as we look to God's word and we live in these end times, we really have to ask the Lord to give us Wisdom. I don't care whether if you're in high school or you're retired. Ask the Lord. If you're willing to ask the Lord for wisdom every day, let me give you an example. I'm not going to tell you what store I was in uh, this week, but it was, a, it was a large store. And so, you know, I have a little bit of a pet peeve. Some of you know this. So that if I'm in some, and you know, if, you're in, if you, you have a cart, you know, and you go around a corner and there's somebody else that's walking by and We've all done it, you know, you're like, oh, you know, excuse, you know, you just almost run into somebody. So I've got the cart, almost run into somebody. There are two guys, pretty tall guys, you almost, and I just, I didn't mean almost ran into them. Like, oh, excuse me, sorry, you know, and, uh, and they just kind of looked at me. I didn't say anything, and I just felt this, like, you've all had this feeling. I felt this presence of, like, something's not right here. And I am so grateful, and I'm not going to get off track here in a minute with the message. I'm so grateful that the Lord, don't ever underestimate, one of the things we talk about at City Church is don't ever underestimate that spirit, the Holy Spirit that God has given you to protect you and to guide you in the world that we're living in today. So, as I go back a minute, talk about that, I'm going to walk around the store. And I just so happened I needed to go to the customer service counter to check on something. It's again, it's a large store. As I go up there, these two guys are right in front of me. They have one product, one. I'm trying to keep this really like generic in case if somebody sees this on a lot of people watch this. So one product, and I look, I'm looking at the register where it comes up, how much it is, just, just one thing, and it, the cost of the one product was $900, okay? So now, I'm, and then I'm seeing, I'm watching the reactions of the two young girls that are doing, that are trying to get this figured out, 
And, and I know something's not right. And so I'm just watching this this whole time. I don't know if they're going to want me to help them. It's just a really bad situation. They call the manager and everything. So, so they have to give these two, two people a $900 credit. Now, there's a point. She said, you know what? She was talking to me afterwards. I said, that's not what right, was it? You know, huh? and, but she said... It's the third time that this has happened. They have no choice, management does, but except to give them credit, even though they know that they have, this is a stolen product. That's one thing, $2,700 that had taken place. I think the same guys have done this. Now, not because I know a lot, not because I'm this special person, you aren't either, but the Holy Spirit has done something amazing for us. And that is, is given this us this sense of where we're at in our society, where we're at in the world. God has written the book of Revelation, not to scare us, but to reveal, it actually means reveal to us the hope that we're going to have no matter what is happening in the world. That's the same with you and I today. We have a hope. Let, let's go, let's look at Revelation chapter 1 and verses 1 through 3. Revelation 1, verses 1 through 3. The revelation of Jesus Christ, in other words, this book is actually named the revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book of the Bible. It means to reveal. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. How did he do that? Well, he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John. There again we see the angels as we look at today how that the angels are carrying out judgment. Who bore witness to the word of God, to the testimony of Jesus Christ, to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads those who hear the words of this prophecy and keeps those things which are written in it for the time is near. Make sure you don't forget that part they were in. And keeps those things while we are here at this time. What do angels do? As we look at today, the, the angels series is what we're talking about and how the angels carry out God's judgment. So we're looking at that. They actually, their main purpose was always to worship God. And then all hell broke loose and a third of the angels were thrown down to the earth with the devil and we see that God has his angels and actually turned them, if you will, into warriors. So the angels were always there to worship God for all eternity and still will. They're also there, God's angels, to battle, to go to war, to help you and I. They're there to protect us. They're there to guide us through what we face in this life. And actually that angel, whoever it was, re was revealing to John what God was saying to them. And he wrote this whole book as an angel gave it to them. And the angel was revealing to them what was going to happen. As we see this and judgment starts to occur, look at this world. We said a minute ago, there's a crowd of, just a cloud of evil that seems to go through in this world. How long do you think that that's going to go on before God does something? It's going to be another year? How about another 10 years? 
As we see, and I don't need to name some of the things that you know I'm talking about, whether we have what God says that he created man and he created woman in the very first book of the Bible, in his image. And we see all the different aspects of confusion. The devil, a fallen angel, is the author of confusion. And as we see what it's saying, I want you to get that today. We just can't keep going the way it's going. There's going to be a judgment. God is going to judge. And when it starts at the sixth chapter of the book of Revelation, judgment, all hell breaks loose on this earth. It's not popular to talk about judgment. When was the last time we turned on the, the YouTube or, or the television and heard a, a televangelist go, you know, today I'm going to bring a real popular uh, series on judgment. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So what I want you to know today is what, what when we see the angels carry out God's judgment, what and why? What, what is this, why is this happening? Well, because that unpopular world, which we, or word which we don't hear about today, sin. What is one of the things that a believer does in your life that's a brother and sister in Christ or you and I being here today, what does it do? Hopefully, it keeps us out of trouble. Yes, it's to worship and, and to be encouraged, but God knows how much the devil wants to destroy your life. That's what he wants to do. And he will deceive you any way possible to do it. Well, God says he gives us his book, and, and we actually know if we abide by his book, we're going to be blessed as we read it. Judgment is coming. It's not popular to talk about, but we need to preach as I was praying with the guys in the back. The whole counsel of God, that is part of what it is. That's one of the reasons that, the, that so many people are in trouble today because they didn't, weren't told the ramifications of what they were going to do. We have best friends. You have best friends. We all do. They were getting ready to step out of their marriage and destroy what they were going to do with someone else. No one had the guts enough to tell them what was going to happen. There was going to be judgment for what they did. God loves us. He's got an amazing plan for us. But he wants us to know there is a way that we are supposed to live. What, what, what else is God telling us today when he starts out to, to show us this and how that the angels are the ones who carry out his word and his judgment? Look at Daniel chapter 12 when we talk about the end times and, and the angels carrying out his judgment. One of the most powerful angels, an archangel, Michael, in Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. In other words, God was speaking in the Old Testament how that Michael was actually watching over as a powerful angel. He was watching over the nation of Israel for all the fallen angels and the evil that was trying to come against them. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth, shall awake some to everlasting life. In other words, when we die, we have everlasting life, some to shame, 
and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. There is coming a time where God will separate the wheat from the chaff, the sheep from the goats, and you and I as believers will spend all eternity in heaven. There's also a judgment of those that don't know Jesus. And the angels, Michael being the chief archangel, will help carry out that judgment. This is coming. This is going to happen. God is showing us that we're living in a time that we're actually seeing the end times being revealed before us. Remember we looked at last week? He told Daniel at that same chapter, shut the book up till the end of the time. We talked about last week how it's opened again. We're here. We're at that time. The reason why I say that and we talk about it is because I want it to affect you in such a way if you knew that you were going to be thrown out into eternity this week, would it change the way that you live? Things that you do, things that you don't do. How would it affect you? Well, God is telling us in Daniel, which is Daniel, which is a prophetic book, that Michael will be one who helps carry out that judgment. Now, let's look at a couple other verses and we'll bring this all together. I'm going to look back up to Revelation as we're talking about this through our series about what's going to happen towards the end of time in Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 3. Then I saw an angel, this is towards the end of time, I saw an angel coming down from heaven having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, meaning the devil, that serpent of old who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit, shut him up, and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little time. We're going to talk about that more in another message. And we're going to get towards the end of the message today. But what's going to happen? We know that somehow towards the end of time, there's, there's going to be two to three major battles. In other words, World War V and World War VI, if you can picture it in your mind, only it's spiritual. And as we see this happen, God's going to, for those thousand years there that the devil's going to be bound after the tribulation, we're going to have peace on earth for a thousand years. But after that, he's going to be released again. I don't understand all that. I'm here to tell you today that I share that many times when I open God's Word. I, I don't understand everything, but I do know by my own life and your life that, it, that what God says is true. It's real. It's going to happen. I do know that we have a future as believers, and God gives us hope. This world, as we know today, and I don't have to belabor the point, does not have a future. I don't know what is happening when we see all the different, I want to be careful here, all the different aspects of sin that we see taking place in our society, especially with our young people, how the devil is trying to destroy your and mine next generation coming up and how that they're doing everything they can to infiltrate them and to brainwash them to 
anything that goes is okay. That's where we're at. And we're here to tell them that, you know what, just as a mom and dad, that you have to tell your child, no, this is right or wrong. And sometimes, I got to be careful, can I use the word spank? Are we still allowed to use that? You know, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just, that's where we're at. But what I'm saying is there, they, there is a right and there is a wrong. That is completely blurred. There is no judgment anymore. There's, if there's no judgment anymore, what God is going to do, there's a free-for-all. And we see that happening, right? Talk to any police officer. I say it all the time. Talk to any teacher and see what's going on in the schools and, and what's going on that a police officer has to deal with day-to-day and what we, what we live in and see where we're at and all the things that were going on in some of the major cities in America. It is unbelievable. It is a war zone. Why? Because they've not been told that there is a way that we're supposed to live. And if we don't live that way, there will be judgment. You know what God is doing in the United States right now? God's saying, okay, you want to live that way? All right, go ahead. And as you can see it. His hand is slowly pulling back from the United States. You can just feel it. You want to live that way? Go ahead. But his judgment is going to be, I won't protect you from everything that's going on now. This is what we're living in. That's part of the judgment of God. That we're at. So for you and for me as a believer, we need to speak up. That's why the verses I just read, and I threw that in today, and back in Daniel, you and I that are willing to be light in this world, we draw other people to that light that have never been told what is right and what is wrong. If there is no image of that we're made in God's image of a male and a female, and we don't hear the word sin anymore, everything goes today. God is saying when Good becomes evil, and evil becomes good. That is a sign that God's judgment is coming, and that's where we're at. I'm just here today. I don't, it's not popular, and I want to try and encourage you at the end of this, but I want you to know one of the main aspects of God's servant, his angels, are to carry out his judgment, and that's what they do all through the book of Revelation. His chief angel will throw the devil in hell for a thousand years. And after that, a little while, he'll be released. There'll be another great battle. And then he'll be thrown into the lake of fire for all of eternity. What the devil, his chief name is against you and I? It's accuser. What he does to you and to me Is he the one that comes at you every day of your life and accuses you over and over and over again? It says also another definition, he's a slanderer. He wants to make you feel miserable. And God at the same time wants us to know that be careful. There's an amazing verse found in Peter to us, the church. What God tells us is this. Be careful, church. The household of God, how do you go about judgment? Because it'll flip on you and you will be judged.
Isn't it amazing? I hate saying this, using the word hate. Some of the most judgmental people that we know are quote, quote, religious people. Isn't it amazing? Now, my age, I've been long enough in ministry, and I was talking to Brent and Ernie in the back. They have too. You know what happens that, that, we, that we've seen? You know, all, as I was going, coming up in ministry, I just felt it was so difficult, but not difficult, but I had a hard time because I didn't want to wear a suit. I, I, all these, it was just not good. But anyways... I just didn't, I didn't see anything. Why? And so I was constantly, I'll never forget my, I was in the, I was in the, something to do. My dad and I were in the newspaper about, there's a picture of my dad and I, paper, my hair was long at the time. And they actually cut the article out, this article, whatever, I don't even remember what it was about, but I was standing with my dad and there was a picture of my dad in the paper for something. And they sent the article to my dad about how can you have a son like this that wears his hair long and da, 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 and circled the picture and so forth. Thankfully, my dad just wanted to show me. And I was so glad the way he did it. He looked at it. He, I think he purposely did it looking back. He looked at it, showed it to me, and then he threw it in the waste can. You know, just, so, just to know that how much he, he was affirming that he just loved me. He didn't care. So here's the point. I want you to get this when it comes to judgment. If you and I are in that position, we're going to close here in a minute to hopefully encourage you in the, the final aspect. Is. If we get in that aspect of being judged, because God says you better know both sides of the story or do not be in a position of judgment. So, this is what I've seen. Not what I know, what I know because of what I've seen. So I know without a doubt that that's true. Every time... I've seen someone judge someone else for their lifestyle. It is scary for me to say this. You know what's happened over a period of years? That same person who came down so hard on that other person. Let, let judgment first come to the household of God. Look at yourself first because if not, you will be judged. That same sin that that person was judging someone else for, that so-called believer, religious person, they ended up doing themselves. I've seen it once. I've seen it a hundred times. I can't believe it. They were so pious and they can't believe it and they don't want anything to do with that person. How can that person be that and be this person, say who they are? And they end up doing the same thing. I don't understand that, but I just know that that is part of God's judgment, that he is the one who is in that position. You and I are called love covers a multitude of sin. What we are called to do, it is appointed unto man once to die, then the judgment. Let God take care of the judgment. We are, we are put here to be light and not to condone it, but we're here to, to, to wrap around our, our arms around those that are sinning believers or those that don't know Christ at all and let them know we love them. We're here for them. And we don't agree with what they're doing. But we're going to still be with them and, and walk with them and care for them and still go out to, to do things that we know that we are with them. They know that we love them. We better, we better start doing that as believers and get out of this. And I'm so thankful for you. I'm, I feel like when I'm preaching, it's not really you guys because you guys aren't that way. But so many churches are. So many believers are. 
I got it so much of my life. I'm speaking from experience. And what people were judging me for, turn around and flipped on and they ended up doing the same thing, if not worse. Careful. Be careful. If you want to know somebody by their fruits, that's fine. That's what the Bible says. Know them by their fruits. You can look at them and say, nah, that's not good. And we should. But, don't get into a position to where they know and they feel like you're here and you're in a position of God judging them because that's, that's for God to do. That's for his angels to carry out his judgment. Let the Lord do that. You know, the Lord actually, the Bible actually tells us in the book of Proverbs, if you actually laugh at someone who's underneath the judgment, God actually slows and stops the judgment. That's, that's how... Important is to God to let him know he's the only one that judges in that way. He actually slows it down and stops if you laugh at someone underneath and what they're doing and whatever they get caught up in. That's how serious it is to God. That's how we need to know that when we're living in a time that, that all hell is breaking loose, that we don't go along with it, but we also love people. I've said it, I don't know how many times before, if I love someone enough, I'm going to tell them the truth about what they're doing is going to hurt them. If I love them enough. And they, if they know me well enough, they're going to know where I'm coming from. And that's the same with you. We all have people that we love in our family and our friends that we're actually scared for them, but you can't live their life. You will be judged... And I will be judged, thankfully, under the blood of Christ as a believer. And God will let us enter into heaven. Those that are not under the blood of Christ, actually, the Bible tells us in this, and we'll close with this last verse. You know, you know God's word actually says, it actually says that hell was prepared in Matthew. Hell was prepared, judgment. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. It was actually prepared for the death, but it had to be enlarged, and the Bible says it had to be enlarged because of people following and believing what the devil said. The devil, the, the devil is so deceptive. Hell was never intended for people. It said it had to be enlarged because of what the devil did to tempt people because of sin. It was originally intended for the fallen angels, and the devil. Hell is real. Hell is there. But Jesus takes away the judgment of our sin because of his blood shed on the cross at Calvary. And because of that, what do we have as we close? Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life is in Christ. Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. What did I say at the beginning about the devil? The devil who is a fallen angel who is powerful 
the interpretation of one of his names is an accuser. He comes at you and he'll never stop till the day that you die, coming at you again and again and again. And the reason why I close with that, maybe you've been through a divorce, maybe you've done things you wish you wouldn't have done, and, and, and maybe you're not where you are with the Lord right now because you feel that, that, that you don't deserve to be, what none of us do. But I want you to know that that verse, if the devil keeps beating you up, memorize that verse. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Man, a devil just, if you've gone through, like I said, a bad divorce or if you've done something and the devil brings something that you did 20 years ago, wherever I be, through Jesus Christ, you can live in freedom. The judgment of that, whatever it might be, has been paid for on the cross of Calvary. Yes, we're living in a crazy time and God's angels are going to carry out unbelievable judgment on this earth in the near future. But we're not going to be here. And the hope that we have when we read that verse, God tells us here, you know what it is? There's a freedom. You know that, that there's things that you're going to have to go through this week that you wish you didn't have to go through. But there's a peace that you have as a believer that you follow Christ, that you know you're not perfect, you've messed up, but because you are, that you are a follower of Jesus Christ, there is a freedom in the way that you live, and that freedom, the result of that, no matter what happens this week, there is an overwhelming peace in your life. And God's got it, no matter what it is. He's got control of your future because you gave him your life. And there's now no condemnation. You know, well, this is at me because I, I shouldn't have done that years ago and I, I did all these. No, through the blood of Jesus Christ, there is there now for no condemnation. Judgment is coming, but we are saved and through the blood of Jesus Christ, that judgment that the angels are going to carry out someday and all the things are going to happen, God has given us peace and freedom and joy. Because when you have kids, I guarantee you, there will be an aspect of time in your life as a parent that those kids are going to be out there in the world. I don't know when or how or what, but the devil will come at you, what kind of parent are you? But you know that you had the freedom, and that's what's so important about teaching them in God's word and raising way. God gives us a promise. The Lord says, hey, if you, if you share with them my word, they're going to come back someday. Now, it's the same thing in your own personal life. Whatever it is you feel the devil's trying to destroy, God will restore the years the locusts have eaten. Do you know there's three kinds of locusts, and each time the locust comes through, it's worse. Bam, the first, first phase comes through. Second phase, by the time the third phase comes through, there is nothing left. God's saying when the third phase comes through that there's nothing left, God says that's when he comes in, and he can restore whatever the devil has tried to steal. That's the amazing who we serve. I'm just here to tell you today, when that judgment starts to come, know that you're following Jesus because it's not going to be at you.
It's becoming hard at this world, and we're going to see it. God will have his angels watch over you. God will be with you this week, and he will give you that pathway which you have to walk because you are a follower of him. That's the freedom that we have, that we know that there is therefore now no judgment on us because we chose to follow Jesus Christ. Yes, you're not perfect, neither am I, but we know that there is a joy that we have. Tonight, you can go to bed, and you can fall asleep, which a lot of the world can, because you got peace. Because you know that you've been forgiven. Let's pray. Judgment's coming, and all of us know, without a doubt, we can see what's going on in the world, and it, it can't keep going the way it's going. I'm just here... To remind you, I'm here to share with you, it's not always wonderful what we have to bring across when it comes to God's word, but has to be told because it's truth. And God wants you and I to have joy and peace. I want you to think about somebody right now that you love, that you know it's out there in the world. And I also want you to think about don't judge them. Don't judge them for where they are, what they're doing, what's happened. Just love them. Pray for them. Never give up on them like Jesus never gave up on you. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. Judgment was paid on the cross of Calvary. And we have a freedom today. And let's take that same love that he's given us into this dark, chaotic, hurting world that we live in. So our heads are bowed today. Be praying for those that are watching and listening. If you're here today and you've tuned in and you don't know Jesus, you're saved. You say, Dallas, you don't know what I've done. You know what? You're right. I don't know the life you live, but I know Jesus does. I know that's why he came and shed his perfect blood on the cross at Calvary. And if you're willing by faith, God's word says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Just pray with me. Jesus, I, I don't really understand everything, but I'm willing to believe and I'm willing to know that Jesus, you're God's son. And you came to this world and lived a perfect life for me. And you died on that cross and shed your perfect blood for you took my sin on that cross. Right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all my sins. And cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. Lord, I thank you for City Church. And Lord, just the way they live, the way they give, and all the avenues we have on the airways and our different apps and all the different ways we're able to reach people today. 
I know you're working in a mighty way. Lord, we always do, as we do, same as through all the internet and all those things we same as Ben leads us in this invitation. If there's someone here, may a friend bring a friend or family member, and I can show them in your word, and they can be forgiven. And that condemnation is gone, and as far as the east is from the west, their sins are washed away through your blood. Lord, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.